Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. Have a really dope show in store for all of you today. I am joined by my wonderful partner, Alejandro Hernandez. We have a really great and empowering conversation around how she is leaving her current job and pursuing entrepreneurship in order to work in a way that is fulfilling for her. There's so many lessons that I believe all of us can take from her journey and her realizations over this past year, especially since COVID hit. And I'm just so honored again to interview her and have her on this show. If you find value from this show, I would really appreciate it if you share it with your friends, family, and loved ones. And it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and an amazing review. As always, I appreciate you. I honor you. And remember, you can too. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, my dear. Hey, happy to be back. Thank you. Yes, it's such a special treat in the Casa de Us when I have my beautiful Bebe Alejandra Hernandez join me for an episode. Today, we're going to be taking a deep dive into her experience of deciding to jump into entrepreneurship and develop her own brand, her own company, and really follow her vision. So, babe, how's that process been going so far? It is tough. (laughs) I'll say it's tough. And I was definitely anticipating that, you know, I think to kind of backtrack and how I got here to begin with is, you know, really graduating from college and going straight into a corporate job. I really thought that that's exactly what I was supposed to do and what I was going to be happy doing and that that was going to be fulfilling. And sure enough, it's been about seven years of trial and error of going from one job to another job and then moving to another city and going through a lot of growth after that, after moving and kind of, again, trying different jobs out to really come to a place of realizing that my place is really not meant to be in an office. That's not where I see myself thriving. And so this whole process, you know, I was just reading the book Insights, which is by a shaman that we met in Costa Rica. His name is Mitra. And on there, he had a poem that was listed under inner death. And it very much resonated with me and where I am right now because it talks about this fear that is being held within and the emptiness that is also being held within of just this kind of person dying off, but that it's really creating the space for where we are going next. And so that poem really resonated with me when I read it right before this podcast, because that's kind of where I feel right now. I feel, you know, both afraid and also a bit of an emptiness while also trying to figure out what the next step is and trying to also remain in this space of 
hope and surrender and you know discipline as well so it's been quite a process over the past week I think it's been about of really figuring out what this is going to look like for me and so that's kind of where I am at the moment I appreciate you sharing all of that and I think it's powerful that you've been able to go through this seven-year process of trial and error and ultimately coming to the understanding and the realization that the office life is not for you. And I really commend you because it does take a lot of courage to one, realize that, but more importantly, be able to actually act on it. I'm curious, what was it or what is it specifically about office life that you realize doesn't work for you? And how do you see yourself working as an entrepreneur being a more fulfilling opportunity? Yeah, that's a really great question because obviously this is going to be different according to everyone and their unique way of being. For me specifically, I believe that going through my health journey and you know that then leading to a lot of open-mindedness over being spiritual and then going through that process has both allowed me to realize that I really love the flexibility of being home and outdoors. And so this was actually exacerbated by the lockdown. You know, the country went under lockdown in March and, you know, we were fortunate enough to be able to continue our jobs. We were not laid off and So that means we were working from home. And of course, even though we were on lockdown, me and you very much made it a point to ensure that we still went outside to get fresh air, to go for a walk. And we you, we did a lot of midday workouts together, which I loved. You know, I got so much sun, more sun than I've ever gotten before in my life consistently. And I felt really great physically, even though, of course, we were going through a lot of change and stress as a as a whole. And so that, I think, really made me realize, wow, the kind of flexibility that happens when I'm not spending, you know, I specifically was working in an office that is quite far from me. So I'm spending an hour and a half on the road every day. In addition to that, spending the eight, nine hours in the office and very much always being inside of the office and not experiencing the outdoors. So I think my health journey really played a huge role in that and understanding I don't want to necessarily be sitting for that long of a period of time and also not see the sun and once we hit winter I mean it's even worse because the sun is coming down so early so that was a huge thing for me Um, also again I had mentioned the lockdown really bringing that to the surface and then once we went back to the office that really was a game changer because Before, I didn't know what I was missing because I just didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't have that experience. But then once I was given the ability to work from home and have that flexibility, not have to meal prep, which is still something I struggle with, and be able to have my my meals at home, be able to, to spend time with you, be able to have those workouts throughout the day and see the sun, and then go back into the office, that was a really rough transition for me. It was a really rough transition. And that's where I really began to 
think about this a lot more about, okay, what are the possibilities of me working on my own? And another part is the way that I'm designed. So on one episode, we did talk very briefly about human design, and I've been going a lot deeper into human design ever since then. And as we talk about our type, which is projectors in the specific type of human design, we don't tend to have consistent energy. That's the way we're designed. So our energies come in ebbs and flows and really being able to honor that. And because we are a minority in the global population that's ran by generators who are the doers, who are the people who build, the builders, they get things done from A to Z. We have a society that very much runs on that. And that's why we see things like nine to fives of working eight, nine hour days. And I mean, that's on the on the regular kind of day. There's definitely people, you know, working 10, 12 hours a day. And so once we see that, I realize like, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. This is why I struggle so much. And in terms of like being in a nine to five, because it's my energy is just not there to be there for all that time and be outputting and outputting and outputting is simply not the way that I'm designed to be. And finding human design has allowed me to affirm and accept that about myself and love that about myself and honor it as opposed to kind of just be like, why can't I just be like this person or I can do it. I can do it. I mean, they're doing it. That means it's totally possible. That means I can do it. And then always being exhausted after work and not really having the time. I always said working out has to be before work because it will simply not happen if it is after. You will not catch me at the gym after work because I was just so exhausted. So those a lot of things came together over the many, many years. I think the biggest things were health, 2020 and the quarantine lockdowns and then discovering human design. Thanks for sharing all of that. And something that I picked up and I really understand about you is how much these last few months from the lockdown has really been rooted in a lot of self-discovery for you. Like really understanding like, okay, now that I'm working from home, here are all the benefits that I gain from this. I get to get outside more. I get to be in the sun. I get to be active, you know, midday instead of waking up super early. I get to have my meals um, prepared in a way that's much more efficient and effective for me. And on the human design side, understanding that, well, this is the way my energy works best. This is how I can work, whether it's for, you know, a certain amount of hours and then being able to relax or work for a certain amount of hours and then go work on yourself and fill up your cup, understanding how much, really how much of a, a mindset shift there was in terms of what's possible for you. And I think that's amazing. Now with this newfound information and insight, you actually had to go about taking the action and, and telling you know, your your boss and the founder of the company that you did want to move on. Walk us through that thought process and the feelings of what you were experiencing before you went in and talked to them. And then also share with us what the result was from talking to them. <laughs> I'm laughing because you already know how what I was going through, but <laughs> I already know. 
Uh, you had a front seat row <laughs> to this. So this was a very challenging process for me. And to kind of throw in a snippet about human design again, there are it implements your chakras and there are certain centers that you have open in which you are vulnerable to. You're really sensitive and you're vulnerable to conditioning. And for me, it's the spleen and the spleen is all about intuition and survival. And so people with open spleens like I have tend to really struggle if they're in their not self and they're living in conditioning. They tend to really struggle letting go of things that no longer serve them. And I have found this in my life specifically through relationships and work where I hold on to people that no longer serve me. You know, usually this has been in romantic relationships and I hold on to jobs that no longer serve me. And it's so, you know, crazy because I I really do feel as if my life is in danger. And it it's so it's a fear that mentally I can understand is rooted in no logic, but it doesn't stop the fear from running through me where I feel like I'm going to go broke and then move back home or like even we'll just think about like being homeless like I just go down this rabbit hole of fear of what's going to happen to my well-being if I were to leave a job is usually where that's into and so this was really challenging for me and also the company that I worked with I love the people that I work with we're a small team and we're just we get along so well and we just always you know we're just such a great team and I think that also made it more challenging and I was really afraid of one taking the action of actually leaving because of the fears that I just listed out And then two, really this fear of failure, which leading into the fear of losing everything, this fear of failure. But that's really a lot more in terms of like fear of what other people will think about me and what it is going to look like if I fail and what that means. And so that was also a kind those two things were making it really hard for me to take any action on what I knew felt right to me. And so after something that really helped me was, again, human design is understanding my design and how I'm really here in this world to to share my gifts. And one of those things is really living life through a trial and error process. I'm designed to bump into things. I'm designed to kind of fall and see what went wrong and then get back up and then do it a different way. And because of that, I also have a way of seeing how things are ineffective and how things are effective. And a huge part of having this part of my design is also that I'm designed to share my experience because I am designed to do trial and error and other people can learn from me and the mistakes and the lessons that I've learned. And so that really helped me in kind of beginning to muster the courage of understanding that. I can't sit here all day and night. Well, I can, but it's not going to lead me lead me anywhere of conceptualizing how I'm going to build a business and how it's going to look like and what the name is going to be and what the colors are going to be. As I can do that all day and night, but it's not going to lead me anywhere. It's simply about me doing it, just trying it, picking things up and then letting them go as I see that they don't work. Um, but they, I would say that the 
kind of the last push was our ayahuasca retreat that we both attended and you shared your own episode on your experience on that. For me, that was, I went into that ayahuasca retreat understanding that I was in a place of really struggling where I kind of felt like I was ready to take the leap, but I was too afraid and I kind of knew that I was ready for that push. So I went there understanding that, and even though throughout the entire retreat, I didn't really get anything that just clearly stated, this is what you're meant to do or anything like that. Afterwards, as you know, my dreams were so incredibly vivid for me. The first few nights were the most vivid dreams I had, and they spoke to me so clearly that me being in this nine to five job was limiting myself, that I was going in circles, and that I was running around the same place just expecting for a different outcome only to be met by something really scary. And so those dreams were so telling for me because I knew, you know, I knew that it had nothing to do with anything else besides work. And that was the biggest thing where I understood, okay, it's time. And then I proceeded to freak out every single day. (laughs) And because of that, I really made sure that I was journaling. I was journaling a lot. I was meditating daily. You know, I, I do that on a regular basis, but I might miss a day or two here. But if I wasn't, I knew if I didn't meditate in a day during that, that time before I told my job, I was not well. And so I had to make sure I had to be even more strict about my spiritual practice because I was in a place of such fear. I was running on like survival mode that I really needed to make sure I was taking care of myself throughout this time. I made up so many stories about my boss hating me. You know, we have a really great relationship. So I was like, he's going to hate me now and this is going to go terribly. I don't know how long I'm going to be at this job. I'm probably like, maybe they want to part ways earlier. We don't have any clients right now. Maybe they're just going to want to part ways earlier. I ran so many stories about what this meant. And finally, you know, I knew when I was going to have the conversation. So I made the decision of what day I was going to have that conversation. And once I really state something like that, I am pretty good about following through. So when that conversation came up the night before, I slept terribly, I did not do well, and once I had that conversation, it went so amazing. I couldn't have even envisioned it that, to, for it to go that well. You know, my boss said nothing but great things about me. He said he wished me the best. He, you know, to an extent, congratulated me. He was so incredibly warm and welcoming, and he was so open and receptive to what I had to say. And that, you know, was such a huge reminder for me that I run these stories and I stress myself out and I compromise my immune system and I do all of these things when I've never had a situation where the stories that I run in my head is the reality of what's going to happen. It works out always better. And then I've put myself and my body through all of this stress for, you know, my own choosing. And none of that really materializes. Uh, So that was kind of my whole process of how I got there. It was really rooted in a lot of 
uh, ping-ponging, a lot of fear, a lot of, you know, a lot of journaling, really making sure I was taking care of myself as much as possible because I knew what state I was in. And then ultimately having that conversation, you know, setting a date, knowing that that's when I'm going to have the conversation. And also knowing that I was, I couldn't come home and like, look at you and tell you that I didn't have that conversation. Yeah. So I was accountable for it as well. Yeah. It's so funny how things tend to work out so much more positively in reality than the story that we end up making up in our own heads. And I think this is a powerful time for all of you listening to check in and think about what are you holding off on that you're not pursuing or a certain conversation that you're not having with somebody because of this fear of the worst case scenario that's playing out in your head and let Ale's story be a reminder that way more often than not things turn out so much better than how we anticipate it in our own heads and babe I want to congratulate you and really commend you for your courage because doing that is so much easier said than done and actually taking the action and getting this amazing feedback from you know your your boss and the owner and everyone was incredible and you know I'm not going to say I don't I'm not a fortune teller or anything, but my my intuition, because I do have a very, very, very well-defined spleen in human design. So my uh, my intuition told me that it was all going to work out, and I'm super happy that it did. With that being said, knowing where you're at now in life, you know, now you're going into this process of really thinking about how you're going to do your job in your way. What are you finding that you're going to want to incorporate in your career coaching practice with others that may be different from how you're doing it in your current job? Yeah, that, that's great. That's a great question because that was a huge thing as well as having the independence and the autonomy to be able to run a program and different programs as I would love to do for myself and who I want to serve. So the biggest things are... I would really, I see myself having programs that are designed and really focusing on supporting people and finding clarity on what kind of job they desire, what truly is a job that feels right for them, that feels in alignment for them, that really fills them up as opposed to drains them out. And that is a huge part that I think is missing in a lot of the traditional career coaching programs that may be focused on how can I write your resume and how can I draft your cover letters and things like that, which are important, not to say that they're not, but I feel like I'm a, I resonate a lot more and I connect with a lot more and I enjoy a lot more of the aspects where it's like listening, where it's supporting, where it's empowering, where it's guiding in this process of, well, before you run and you go get this next marketing job, have you thought about, do you like marketing? Or are you just going from one marketing job to another marketing job and then blaming it because you didn't like this company or you didn't like this person or the manager wasn't right a right fit for you, when in reality, just taking a pause to see, do I even like what I do? And I find that, you know, from my own personal experience as well, like a job was a job to get paid to get by. 
you know, and we're not here to get by. We're here to thrive. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really want to focus on is where is it that individuals are going to thrive? And I think because of the system that we have where it's go to college and get a job, go to college, major in a particular thing, get a job that's in relation to that. We're not really taking the time to think about what is it that I actually want to do? What is it that I'm actually going to enjoy? And I really want to focus on that. So that's a huge thing. Also, you know, as I've mentioned in the past, I'm really passionate about working with women and empowering women. That's something that I absolutely would love to see myself grow into and making sure that I'm focusing on women because as we know, we have a pay gap in our country and in much of the world, but I'm going to talk about specifically our country. And I'm really passionate about talking about salary negotiation. So a lot of what I want to focus on too is that empowerment piece of not only what is it the kind of job that I feel aligned to, but what are the career options within that? And then making sure that women are getting paid what they deserve. So that's a huge thing for me as well that I feel really passionate about that I would love to really focus in on in my program. So those are the kind of things that I'm thinking about right now. And of course, I love interview coaching because that's another thing that's really rooted a lot of times in confidence is people who really struggle with interviewing it's like really struggling with understanding and vocalizing their worth and what they deserve and so a lot of times you know something that I I kind of resistant to and I push back on is this idea of us really looking at work and life as these two separate things like how do we balance our work and our life our work-life balance where we spend so much of our waking hours at work in this standard 40 hours a week paradigm. How can we say what is a work-life balance? Work is a part of our life. That is the same, you know? So really being able to talk about how can we address this in a way where it's one. And that's why it's not oh, I'm just going to hustle at work and my time is after work. So, you know, those are the happy hours or the times where a vacation is literally feels like simply a, an escape for so many people. It's like, oh, I can't wait. I just need a need a break. I need a break. That's not how we're that's not how we're designed to live our lives. Like I said, we're here to thrive. So that's what I'm focusing on right now is really passion, purpose, fulfillment and empowerment. Talk that shit, babe. <laughs> Talk that shit. No, that's amazing. And I, I love what you said at the end there about how, you know, this idea of a work-life balance, that story or the way that that's painted, it's almost like life and work are two separate entities when just like you said, work is simply a part of life. And that very much resonates with my work and how I work with people. And oftentimes my clients realize that they're selling out on themselves through their work and slowly but surely many of them have realized that oh, okay like I can pay love and attention to all of these other things outside of work and nothing bad will happen at work I'm still gonna do well at it I'm still gonna have my job I'm still gonna get my promotions and do all of these things so I really appreciate you sharing that aspect of it and also talking into the importance of clarity 
clarity of what is it that you really want in a job and how it's going to fit your overall lifestyle of what you want. And you lived that. And that's something that became crystal clear to you during, um, you know, the lockdown and everything like that, where you didn't even realize what you were missing out on when you were traveling, you know, damn near seven hours a week in the car, you know, to get to your job. And then all of the things you were missing in terms of like movement and air and exercise and, you know, sunlight. And then once you realize that you can have those things and work, it really shifted your paradigm and how you wanted to show up. And thus, boom, look at you now. You're in the process of starting your own business, being an entrepreneur and incorporating skills that you already have that you're great at and adding more skills to yourself as well, which I think is amazing. Based off what on your experience, what are a couple of tips or clarifying questions that people out there can think about to gain more clarity around what type of job they truly desire or what type of lifestyle they truly desire or both? Yeah, an exercise that I enjoy doing with my clients for this particular part is, and I pulled this from a book that we read as well, and I believe Lisa, how do you say her last name? Sasevich? Sasevich. Yeah, Lisa Sasevich. I pulled this from there because she listed it out in terms of really building out your own business and your program, but I thought that it was really great for getting clarity on careers as well, and that's getting a pen and paper. While you can do this on a Word document on your laptop, I highly recommend it's pen and paper, and you simply list out the question, when am I the most happiest? And don't think about things that are work-related. So don't say, when I run board meetings at work. If that's what makes you happy, then include it, but it does not have to be restricted to the framework of career. Simply delete any kind of job description you have in your mind, delete any kind of specific career you have in your mind, and simply think about everything in its wholeness. When am I the most happiest? Who am I around when I feel my best? What am I doing when I feel the most empowered? You know, I'll leave you with those three questions, but jot down whatever comes to mind. And I literally mean whatever. If you say, when I see butterflies pass by me and I watch them, then have that be it and have it go on and on and on. So for some people, it might be their exercise. For some people, it might be their Friday night Shabbat dinners, you know? Whatever it is, when am I most happiest, really begin to write those out. So I said, when am I the most happiest? Who am I with when I feel my best? And what am I doing when I feel the most empowered? Really think about those questions and free write. Because once you look at that and you see what's on there, you're going to begin to see concepts you're going to begin to see certain parts that are coming up over and over again when I did this specifically for me I understood that it was health and that it was community a lot community comes up a lot for me so for me it is when I am with my friends having dinner when I am going for a walk when I am at the beach you know, really thinking about these things when I have conversations with other women about our insecurities 
Like I really feel at that moment my best because I understand that healing is happening when we do that. So write down whatever comes up for you and look at that because at first they may look like, okay, there's no career to come out of this, but that's not the reality. If you really begin to look at this, look at them and pull out certain values that you see on there, certain missions maybe that you see in there, remember that it can also be about companies that align with those mission and those values. So really beginning to look at that, I think can really support people in clarity in their career. And I kind of wanted to also provide something in terms of entrepreneurship, because as I'm going through this, this is a really challenging process and something that greatly supported me as well. And I didn't mention this is who we surround ourselves is really going to impact whether we grow or whether we limit ourselves. And to be in partnership with you, Alvi, as an entrepreneur yourself, that was the first time where I was in such close relationship with someone who is an entrepreneur. And that really helped me. And then being a part of Live Ultimate and seeing people on the Live Ultimate team who a lot of them are entrepreneurs, seeing them and being around them, seeing them activate their gifts and seeing them share their gifts and seeing them be so fulfilled by that was incredibly empowering for me because I also saw that it didn't mean that they were without fear. You know, I heard a lot of these entrepreneurs that on Instagram are doing amazing and they are, but they also have their fears. They also have their shit that they go through the days where they're just like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work or I feel like I'm forcing this, or I don't know how to make this happen. And, you know, I didn't know that. I think I really had a separation between me and entrepreneurs and the life that they lived. And I realized like, no, simply they have the courage to share their gifts on a regular basis and commit themselves to that. And that is huge. When I saw that they, these are people that have the same kind of struggles, but they have the courage to do it. That was profound for me to really say, okay, I'm going to commit to my vision and to my gifts and understand that there will be fears and there will, there will be falls and there will be lessons to be learned. That was a big one for me. Thank you for sharing all of that. And for everyone listening, Ali touches on such an amazing point. It's so important who you surround yourself with and understanding that the people that you're around and the ones that you have the closest relationships with, they're going to be a mirror into what's possible. They're going to be the ones who not only keep it real with you, but they do it from a place of love and they're there to support you and they're there to hype you up and they're there to essentially give you all the resources that you need to truly feel empowered. And it's funny because I've been, you know, an entrepreneur now for almost six years now, which is pretty wild to think about as I say it out loud. And something that I love about Ale is how structured and organized she is. And that's something that I've been getting from her is how to become more structured, more organized, more diligent, crossing more T's, dotting more I's. And it's really helping me in my business. So I want to thank you for that and for 
for being there for me in that way. And it's, it's awesome that you're taking this huge leap and for everyone listening, like, let this be an, another example of what's possible. Another example of you can too, because Ale is leaving her nine to five job and going after what it is that she truly, truly, truly desires in the world. And her experience can really empower you to make a similar move if that's what you're feeling called to do. So, Ali, before we leave, is there anything else or any parting words you want to leave the audience with? Oh, um, I think the last part, just kind of the missing little piece that came up for me while you were speaking is, again, who we surround ourselves with. Because if you are surrounded by everyone who solely works nine to fives, It's not to say that they have any ill will, but remember, we don't know what we don't know. I didn't know what I was missing out until we went under lockdown and I had the opportunity to work from home and have that freedom. And so when you are surrounded by only people who work in nine to fives, you may be met with people who question, are you doing the right thing? Or maybe try to sway you to stay within your job that you know is not right for you, that you feel in your body is not right for you. So remembering that, that part, and if you're not in a place right now, if you have an itch for entrepreneurship, if that's something you're thinking about, but you're not in a place where anyone around you is there and is supportive, then find that circle. Look around and see who is someone that you admire who is some, even if it's someone's Instagram that you're looking at and you know, hey, that person inspires me. See what's possible and have a conversation. I really like to believe that most people are good in this world and almost everyone I've reached out to to have a conversation with about entrepreneurship when I was too freaking afraid was more than open to have a conversation with. And if someone isn't, then that's okay. Reach out to someone else. So that's a big thing too, is really finding that support. Other than that, you know, I highly, highly encourage everyone to really think about what gifts they have to share because we all have gifts to share. And when we are sharing them, we are filling ourselves up and we are making this world a better place. Oh, great spirit. Last thing I want to leave y'all with is don't let other people's comfort zones keep you small. That's what came up to me or came up for me when Ali was talking. There's going to be times where a lot of people are going to try to talk you out of things or tell you that something's not a good idea simply because it makes them uncomfortable and that it's not something that they would do. That's perfectly fine for them. So that doesn't mean that it's perfectly fine for you. So, Follow your heart, believe in yourself, trust yourself, love yourself, and as always, you can too.